Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, warrior. It's so lovely to speak with you today. And as I'm sure you could see by looking at the title here of today's podcast, I'm going to be diving into diet again, and specifically the keto diet. This is something that I see in our Fertility Warriors support and chat group all the time. And you are going to find really mixed advice out there about the keto diet from anyone from, you know, like health coaches out there to internet articles. There's all sorts of people and all sorts of different feedback and advice regarding the keto diet, I guess, regarding diet and lifestyle in general. And I know that that is so frustrating. Believe me when I tell you that I have been there and I now have a real confidence with regard to what I know is healthy, what works for my body and what doesn't work with my body. And that's just come from learning, 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 trial and error, speaking with naturopaths and nutritionists and things like that myself. So it is a journey. I think you need to trust yourself when it comes to your diet. I think you need to look at what makes you feel good both inside and out and then go from there. But I'm going to talk to you today about why I don't believe that the keto diet is the best diet to increase your fertility and your chances of conceiving. Before I start though, I just want to let you know that my interest for you is not just in a quick fix. My interest is for you to have long-term solutions that work for you, that make you feel healthy, that make you feel like you can get out of bed at night, that make you feel confident with what you're eating, that's easy to prepare, doesn't require a degree or anything like that. But that's my interest is in your long term. And I don't want to promote something that's a quick fix for you. And that's really what I feel that keto is. So let's dive into some of the reasons today why I disagree with the keto diet. So number one, uh, I think we need to understand just what the keto diet is. So the keto diet, it's not just like a low carb diet. It's not just a paleo diet. It is where you get 75% of your calories from fat. Now, there's nothing wrong with fat at all, but I also equally don't believe there's anything wrong with carbohydrates and I don't believe there's anything wrong with protein. I think a good balance of all of those things is amazing. Where the keto diet only advocates eating about 25 grams of carbohydrates, that's really hard to do, y'all. If you want to eat 75% fat and only 25 grams of carbohydrates in a day, that's really, really hard to do. And you're going to be eating a lot of things like cheese and bacon and butter and stuff like that. Like when we're looking at diets as well, look at your common sense. Like what does your common sense tell you? 
about eating a diet like that? What does your gut tell you about eating something like that? When you look at, when you strip everything back to the core elements of health, like does that strike you as a healthy long-term diet solution to eat 75% fat and only 25 grams of carbohydrates and basically just eat like butter and oil and cheese and bacon and things like that? To my mind, the answer is absolutely not. Like that doesn't look at a common sense level like a healthy diet. If you think of a healthy diet, what to you does that include? To me, a healthy diet includes lots of vegetables. When you think of a healthy diet, when you think of healthy, you think of smoothies, right? Everybody thinks of smoothies and things like that or salads. And that's because not saying that you need to eat just smoothies and salads, but because vegetables are the cornerstone of health. Okay. So before we dive in, I just wanted to sort of say like, trust your common sense here when it comes to diets. You are more intelligent than you might think you are. You know a lot more of the answers than you think you do if you look to common sense. If we look to common sense, eating McDonald's and thick shakes and takeaways all the time is obviously not as healthy as eating a whole foods diet, a diet where you cook things from scratch just like your grandmother did. So let's dive in to keto. I'm going to stop you waiting any longer. So when we look at keto, as I mentioned before, you're going to be eating a lot of things like cheese. And I firmly believe that not necessarily for the long term, but when it comes to our fertility, that a lot of people have issues with dairy. And if you check out the podcast, you will see that I have a previous episode all about dairy and fertility, all about some of the reasons why I believe that dairy products are not benefiting your fertility. And that goes through everything from it could be triggering an immune response. When our immune system is switched on, that stops us from implanting. It causes a lot of early miscarriages and things like that, but also all the way to, you know, so many of our cattle are fed with antibiotics and hormones and things to prevent them from getting sick, to you know establish a higher milk supply. And we don't want that. We don't want anybody else's hormones but our own, especially when we're on fertility treatments and really trying to control things and trying to optimize things. So check out my other podcast on dairy if you would like to know a little bit more about my beliefs on dairy. But a keto diet is going to be inherently high in dairy. You're going to really struggle if you want to stay at that 75% fat mark and not eat any dairy. The number two, which I've alluded to before, is the lack of vegetables. You know, we have our macronutrients. So macronutrients are literally just essentially fat, protein, and carbohydrates. And then we have micronutrients, which is when you have a look at things like selenium and iron and calcium and all of that kind of stuff. So when we look at a macro level and the keto diet is a diet that essentially, if you want to go proper keto, you need to measure your macros. When you look at that, you can't include a lot of vegetables. Otherwise it will tip you over the 25 grams of carbohydrates. Vegetables have really important qualities. Not only do they provide us with a powerhouse of micronutrients, 
but they also provide fiber and bulk, okay? And, you know, when we're looking at things like bowel cancer, one of the, you know, biggest things we can do for our health is to eat a substantial amount of fiber, and fiber comes from vegetables. Micronutrients come from vegetables. There is no fiber in dairy products or steak or something like that. And they do contain, because they're an animal product, they do contain a lot of cholesterol. So you might be looking at a cholesterol issue, but really vegetables should rightly be, if you look at the food pyramid for any country, vegetables are like the number one thing that you should eat. If you've done my Fertility Warrior diet cleanse before, or if you jump into the membership, that's one of the bonuses is my 21-day cleanse. It's a nutritionist and naturopath approved cleanse. They've both been through it. And, you know, like they gave me feedback, we went back and forth. And that diet is based on nine cups of vegetables a day. Are you getting that? Are you getting anywhere near that? And one of the reasons is because we want this big nutrient boost in our diets. And you don't have to think of like literally nine cups. If you think of nine cups of spinach, for example, that would whittle down to not very much at all. But nine cups of vegetables is what we aim for in my 21-day cleanse. And you're not really going to get anywhere near even probably like more than a cup or two of vegetables a day when you're doing a keto diet. You know, I feel like that's really going to have an impact on your health and not so much your short-term health. When it comes to a keto diet, that's fine to do a keto diet for like three weeks or something like that. But what I'm talking about is on a sustained basis. It's not you know, like a building block for ongoing health and ongoing wellness when you're doing a keto diet. And that basically brings me to my next point, which is it's not great for long-term health. It can put a really big load on the parts of our bodies that help us detox, like our pancreas, our liver, and things like that. Because it's got so much cholesterol, it can start clogging up our arteries. So when we're looking at any kind of diet, and I use that term loosely because, you know, I've got the Fertility Warrior Diet Cleanse there. I only call it diet because that's a word that everybody resonates with. Uh, but when we're looking at that, we really want something that's going to benefit our long-term health, that's going to help us rectify issues in the long run. And a lot of the time I see when people go on things like keto diets, and I completely understand where you're coming from. It might be women who have conditions such as PCOS. And a lot of women with PCOS, due to their hormones, have issues such as disordered eating, which is caused by their hormones being so out of whack. It causes an increased appetite. It causes decreased impulse control, all of these things. And that can make going on a keto diet really, really hard because you can then feel like you just need to binge on, you know, like sugar or something like that. But when we go on these really, really restricted diets that essentially require you to have a calculator and a nutritional calendar at hand, that's really how we start to, we don't heal disordered eating that way. Okay. It starts to exacerbate the problem. It's the wrong way to go about it. Um, when you look at my good friend, Nicola Salmon, she is all about fat positive fertility. She has PCOS. She has two children, but she is all about, and I wholeheartedly support this. There are certain health promoting habits 
that we can have. But we don't need to just look at things like losing weight. We need to look at what is going to give me long-term and sustainable health and wellness in our diet. A lot of the time when we have things like disordered eating, a lot of it comes down, I firmly believe this, comes down to self-confidence. It comes down to healing some of the issues that we had. And no doubt if you are one of these people who does have disordered eating, if you're looking at going on a keto diet because you are desperate for the next quick fix, then you know, something like a keto diet is not going to help you in the long term because it's not going to be sustainable in the long term. And that's what you really want to look at. You need to start looking. No doubt you've been on every diet under the sun and felt like things haven't worked. And that might be an indication that you need to do a little bit of healing inside. You know, you might need to have a look at, you know, what's going on with your self-confidence, what's going on with the way that you feel inside in terms of your self-worth, and you might need to heal those in order to then help yourself progress forward with a program, a lifestyle that will help you get healthy on a long-term basis, if that makes sense. But when we look at things like keto, it's really a recipe for disordered eating, for chaos, for having to be obsessive over food. And food should be something that we use to fuel our bodies but also something that should be one of the pleasures of life. You know, good food, really tasty food is one of the divine pleasures in life. And I want you to be able to enjoy food. I absolutely wholeheartedly recommend. And the diets that we have in the Missing Peace membership are all dairy-free and gluten-free. But I don't think that unless you have something like celiac disease that you necessarily need to go gluten-free forever. But I do think that it you know, can impact our fertility in the way of triggering our immune system. But when it's looking at something like the keto diet, it's not really based on that. It's just based on a theory that by eating this way, you will tip your body into something called ketosis, which is whereby Instead of the body fueling itself with its preferred source of fuel, which is glucose, your body then starts to fuel itself using fat and protein. That's the theory anyway behind it. And that's how we start putting a huge load on our bodies. That's not our body's preferred way of fueling itself for a reason, okay? Our bodies aren't messed up in that way. And when we go on something like a keto diet, that can become really stressful, especially when we are in the midst of fertility treatments and things like that. And then here we are with now something else added to our plate that fuels our guilt around food, that fuels this concept of things being really bad for us, uh, that fuels this concept, you know, that certain things that we just can't eat. uh, And it's not a recipe for long-term health. You cannot continue eating something like that on a very long-term basis. When we are doing something like that as well, you know, because we're not eating that many vegetables, because we're not eating some of the things that are the cornerstones of health, you end up with deficiencies in things that are really important to conceive. Things like calcium and selenium, they're really important micronutrients to conceive. And there's many more that you can become deficient in if you undertake a keto diet for a long period of time. So you need to really be mindful of that when undergoing 
something like a keto diet. As I said, it can be a great thing for the short term just to change things up. But then when you have a look at, you know, if you're doing it for weight loss, the second that you do start to introduce all of these other foods again, you end up even worse than where you started. Okay. It can also throw out your gut health. They call your gut like the second brain. Okay. 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. And we need prebiotics, not probiotics. We need probiotics as well, but we need prebiotics to support our gut health. Prebiotics are what feeds the probiotics, if that makes sense. Uh, You know, the bugs that are all in our tummy, that's what helps feed those. And prebiotics come from things like grains and starches and vegetables. So if you cut all of those out, what are they going to feed off? They're not going to feed off anything. Um, So you're going to end up throwing your gut health off whack and, you know, then throwing off things like your immune system. You can often, when you start the keto diet, end up with something called the keto flu. When you throw out your gut health, that's more of a long-term decline, but the keto flu is more like just a short-term shock to the body um, that you're not getting all of those things. But as I said, I'm here to support you in your long-term health and your long-term health requires a really healthy gut microbiome. So the microbiome is like the environment that your gut lives in and that's really important for your long-term health. So those are all the reasons why I do not feel I'm sorry I know that people are going to reach out to me. I know that people are going to comment on my Instagram posts and say, no, I disagree. But, you know, this is my opinion regarding the keto diet. And I firmly believe I want you to have amazing long-term health. I want you to fall pregnant sooner, like so much sooner. And I want you to have a lifestyle, have the confidence to overcome if you have them any eating issues, any issues that you have around food. So often that comes to mindset and the keto diet is definitely not helping your mindset at all. I'll let you know that I have been on a keto diet before. I went and saw a naturopath I did not mesh with her at all, but I went with her, I guess, suggestions and went on a diet that induced ketosis. And I was ended up eating things like Atkins bars uh, and really processed food, which didn't feel right to me. Like when I think about my gut instinct, that didn't feel good to me, didn't feel like I was doing the right thing. And I had to pee on these sticks like three or four times a day to ensure that I was in ketosis. I lost like a tiny bit of weight and then it all just stalled. I felt a bit lighter. I didn't feel that much lighter. And then when I, you know, sort of went to see another naturopath and really started looking at long-term markers for my health and well-being, that was when I dropped quite a bit of weight without even really feeling like I was trying. I felt so much happier around what I was eating and felt really so much more confident in the changes that I was making. So if you are considering, you know, a keto diet or something like that, it is a bit different to paleo. It is different to just, you know, I guess generally like a low carb diet. Do make sure that you consider, you know, take everything into consideration and see what works best for you. Thank you so much for listening. Do make sure that you subscribe to this episode so that you are notified when the next one comes out. I love to drop into your podcasts once a week with new episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.